Warning, the podcast you are about to listen to may have adult language and discuss adult themes not suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench. It is about that time. We're back. Far end of the bench. Uh, we're really the far end of the bench now. I don't know why the name fits so well. Colorado football, the last as good as it was last week, took an L, major L's over the weekend. We're going to talk about it. Thank you guys very much for tuning back in. Whether you're watching on YouTube, be sure to subscribe, leave a comment, um, leave a like. Make sure that you follow wherever you're listening podcast-wise. You can also catch us on the Variety Sports Network. Make sure you check out their show, uh, their channel. You can catch Talking the Gridiron uh, with myself, Darren, from Fatboy Fadeaway. Nico's going to be on a couple different shows um, coming up. There's a lot to get to, so I guess we'll we'll keep the intro fairly short. We're starting with similar things, but uh, Nico, we got to address the elephant in the room. We were a mustache podcast, and now uh, we're, we're back to the mustache and the whatever else the other host has. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird for me being the flagship mustache guy. The the, the baby face assassin is back, as I'll say. The the the, the chubby cheek, uh, round face. All I need is a ball head now, and I look like a damn child again so yeah i uh it's gone um that got me through a lot it got me through uh two championships um obviously uh things needed to change um but uh yeah i i felt as though it was it was time for a change so big life big life changing moment i know it is uh it's strange hopefully people recognize you if you if you're catching us for the first time this segment will, will make no sense but you, you'll find if you just continually listen, we'll catch you back up. We, we do a lot of callbacks. We do a lot of great stuff. You can see the ticker if you're watching this on the YouTube channel. We're going to talk PLL Championship, NCAA football, pick them, obviously. That's still going. Uh, Nico pitched a perfect week, so we didn't have to wait that long for a perfect week this time. He pitched a perfect game, 5-0. and uh, We'll get deal. to all that. Told you yeah. to fade the Broncos. I didn't think it would be fade that much, but fade the Broncos. Nobody expected that, but I didn't realize how much of a perfect revenge storm that it was. And and we'll save that for that part of the show. Be sure also, if you like this show, check out uh, Top of the Mountain. If you're an NCAA Division II football fan, myself and Rev Coca, that will be Fridays. Uh, my Sunday Scaries is going to be every other Sunday. We're, we were off last week. We'll be back on this week. That's all underneath this feed as well. Um, and be sure to follow at Pod. <clears throat> PLL, Nico. I was texting you. I was watching. I did watch the end of it. I was hoping for overtime. I was hoping for a wild moment. Um, kind of got taken out of our hands, and I guess we could talk about that. But first, before we get into the actual game, you were very up close and personal for the entire PLL season. You traveled to every event, um, worked with the Redwoods, and then as things went on, worked in the playoffs. What was your take now that you've seen it? I, I know that we were fans of the PLL. We've talked about the PLL. We've been champions of that league on this show. But now that you've seen it live and in person, you've been a part of the mechanism that they have become. What did you see in this PLL league that's going to take them to the next level as they're going to take the next step? Now they have host cities. Now we're going to start seeing this. Are they going to be able to push for the MLS status of fifth most watched sport? It's, it's interesting. There's a lot of different steps that are coming up. 
Yeah, it looked the look being in person and being there was was a dream come true. Being a part of the PLL and being a part of a brand in the Redwoods Lacrosse Club um, was something that that was that was match made in heaven for me. I loved being a part of it. I loved being being back in a sport that I grew up playing and grew up watching, obviously constantly, and obviously um, with a team that was a top four team in the league. Like that's you can't get much better than that. So so like I said, it, it was everything I advertised and so much more. This league has so much more growth that it, uh, possibilities that it has like so much more avenues, so many more things that it hasn't even touched yet that, that it can grow. Like whether it be the street lacrosse that they introduced um, with Kevin Durant in Brooklyn or whether it be the all-star game with the different passes shot 125 miles per hour, by the way, or like, like the many, the ESPN, the ESPN, the Gatorade stuff, like you name it, everything's going in the the right direction and being there in person every single week um really really hit the nail on the head i really like i said i cannot be more thankful for my um for being a part of it and and getting a chance to be a part of it because like i said it's it's a league that is that's goal right now is to be the fifth most popular um sport in america or fifth most popular professional league that is um right obviously with the uh um, MLS being the fifth, um, baseball, hockey, basketball, football, and hockey being the fifth. Uh, it, ha- it takes time to get to there. And obviously soccer is the world sport. So we- who knows if they'll ever get there. But um, taking the right steps to-, to build the sport is exactly what the what the PLL is doing. And I think, too, we got to see a lot of the culture behind the sport. And that's why fo- football, soccer, European football, it is important because of the tradition we started to see the PLL every time that they went somewhere. I think back, I turned on the Minnesota weekend, and that was the Native Native peoples, the Indigenous peoples remembrance weekend, and they talked about the different sticks, and we talked about it on this show. Um, they're, I, I feel like they have a pretty good grasp of the platforms that are available to them. They should be pushing heavily on social media because all the other professional leagues have such a built-in television audience that they, they lack there. So you can you can build yourself up on that platform. And you have the former best player who now he's fully into the ownership mode when he was kind of half in, half player, half owner. It was weird. He's in the full-time league role. And I think you've seen the the league has been better since he has been a player. Not to say that he wasn't a great player, but now that he can focus wholeheartedly on making sure everything else is in place and not have to worry about a game and, and playing good or bad himself, Paul Rabel, his brother Mike, uh, the entire PLL in general, I think, deserves a lot of kudos. And the, I, people seem to be very excited about getting the host cities. I don't know. What are your feelings on it? Was it? Is it time? Do you think that maybe it could be a little bit early? Are you nervous about what that's going to do to things? Or you think there's not going to be much of a change because they're still going to do the touring model, even with the host cities? Now you just tour around to those same eight host cities. So what do you oh. think? I, I think it's very important. I think it's very important to have host cities because that's how you build the, the youth game. Um, if you look at like where, how I grew up playing the cross here in Denver with the outlaws here, like uh, one, of, one of the the outlaws either A, ran a tournament or they'd have the Denver outlaws, like a little – or the Denver bandits is what we were called, which mm-hmm. was the outlaws, quote-unquote, affiliate little little league team. Like stuff you can do with that that just gives back to the, back to the uh, – um, because back to, to the youth specifically is, is one of the biggest things that PLL tries to cover. Obviously, with the junior championships, that was a big part of this past year. Um, with 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 the uh, back in Baltimore, where the championships, the youth championships were, and that was so big. Having having those kids wear the team colors, wear the team helmets, team logos, team stuff, everything, and then get a chance to represent the Water Dogs or the Archers, the Redwoods, whoever it may be, and 
And that and that youth stage is so cool. Because like I said, look, when I was little, I, I keep bringing basketball up because basketball takes up the majority of my life, it feels like. But like I, every time you play youth basketball, it's a junior nuggets on it. Junior, junior nuggets, junior, whatever. Like that's because everyone wanted to, you wanted to be a nugget player. Obviously, not without much the growth the game of basketball has. Those kids that wore up, wore, grew up wearing nuggets across their chest as a five-year-old, we're in that, we're at that parade uh, uh, not too long ago. Still world champions. You can put that up there. Um, like, like it, it's, it's really, it really is a beautiful thing that you can, you can build when you have host cities. And the PLL is, like I said, it's a stepping stone. It's absolutely a stepping stone. There's still um, a lot of things that need to be done. Maybe expansion, maybe, um, maybe a traveling, still traveling, but having host cities, who knows what it'll look like five years from now. But um, like I said, I'm very, very excited to see what the model will look like and, and how things go. Now let's get to the game that, that we had over the weekend. Um, I can't remember. Did you pick the archers? Did you pick the water dogs? I didn't, I, I didn't pick anybody. I, you didn't make a pick, yeah, but, but you were saying that you maybe preferred the archers to win because then as a Redwoods affiliate, you lost to the team that ended up winning the league championship. 15-14, came down to the absolute wire, especially down down the stretch. People were getting whacked. People were – the ball was getting moved around. How much um, were getting were – getting That was – I turned it on, and that was the legit first play that I saw of the game. I was like, oh, there's nothing <sighs> on. The Broncos are getting beat by 50. What's the P- – oh, my God. Somebody yeah. got shot. <laughs> oh, Somebody's a- dead on the field. Graham Hostick absolutely laid the wood on on on. I think it was uh, Caraway. I'm not sure who it was, but it was it was an absolute look. That, for those who just tuned in to uh, like to the to the PLL and and, and that's a great and look. Say what you want about injuries and everything. That is a great introduction. How violent the game is. Okay, this game is very very violent and, and it is a violent sport in general. And you gotta have and your head up. It's you like you have to have head. your head on. He didn't have. He was looking back at the ball and. He didn't ever see the defender. He didn't like, see him and, at all. And to, be, and, to be fair, and to be fair, it's like a quarterback throwing to a receiver crossing the middle of the field with Ray Lewis standing in the middle. Let's be honest. Graham Hossack has, has that much power in the middle. And, and look, a long pull coming down the field um, and, and just and just looking for the ball, he doesn't think he's going to get hit. It just doesn't happen. And, and and the guy who passes the ball just laid it to like a tee. Once he had the ball, look, you have to call a penalty because – that's helmet flew off. It's, it's almost like say, a, it's almost like a, you can't really promote that. But my God, that's that's a hit that. What's that the flag? Excessive blocking. He hit him too hard. I was gonna say that that was a little bit soft in my opinion. I was I was a little upset. I didn't want it. Ended up not mattering because the water dogs gave up a shorthanded goal. So, it, I don't know. But what from the well, from start to end. The archers were basically in this spot where they're the top team in the league. We weren't sure if it was going to happen. Uh, we know as professional sports fans and people who watch prof- professional sports, it is very hard. I've had this up on the screen a couple times looking for back-to-back championships, and they fall short. They nearly had it. They were in a spot where they were getting ready. They, if they held on, they could have had the victory. And it wasn't just, just it, it wasn't just hold on. They had a shot with the last twelve seconds of the game. Those those who saw Jack Carraway from from the point had a two point shot on net, on net. The last twelve seconds, a, a goal that wouldn't have just tied it would have put them up. 
Like, like if you watch the replay of Dobson's of, of the of the replay of in the net, Brett Dobson's who was the goalie for the Archers, obviously won the um, PLL Championship MVP. That's he, his stick tipped the ball enough where it just sailed up. Like you can watch that, you can pull up the replay on YouTube. It was that close to a Water Dogs Championship, literally a game of inches, mm-hmm. as they call it. And look, will it be the play that 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 set up the game-winning goal by Schreiber? Will it be the dive out of bounds to 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 win the to win the loose ball? Um, because Michael Sowers was walking to the end line. Those for those that don't know the game of lacrosse, when a when a shot on net goes by, if if the ball rolls out of bounds, it's first to the ball. Like it, it, it doesn't matter if you shot the ball. It doesn't matter if you if you. That if was you're a the, hell of an effort. You that was the, you, it, exactly. It is first to the ball and the dive by I can't remember the name who did it, but the dive by the short stick D Mitty to get there to be. And they were talking about it too. He he had to dive because his stick was out of bounds. Technically, he's out of bounds. He put his hand down right at right before the end line to count still as inbounds, and he was closest to that was that's crazy. That's a championship effort. That that it, it's it's a mindset like us sitting here as regular people you cannot fathom the amount of effort and want to that it takes to win a championship especially at the highest level and i would say the pll right now is the highest level of lacrosse and to be able to do that have the presence of mind have a body part inbound so it counts make this play like i'm screw standing around Giving the water dogs another chance to throw it, Sowers is just going to stand there. I'm going to beat him to the point. I'm going to yeah. make sure my hand is down inbounds. We're and getting look, the ball back, and we're not giving them another shot. And look, it definitely looks like the Archers wanted it more. The, uh, the water dogs looks like look, looked as though they were a little complacent after winning last year that they could coast through it. The Archers from the get go just said, "No, we want it. Like this is our time." And 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 look, kudos to them not having Connor Fields, not having Latrell Harris, two guys who are massive, massive parts of the team. Latrell Harris is. Arguably the best short stick team mini in all the cross and the Connor Fields had a hell of a year as well uh, as an attacker. And they just came in and 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 the the guys that said next man up and they just stepped up like no other. Obviously, look the MVP Tom Schreiber with the game winning goal. I it was one of the one of the prettiest snipes you'll ever see. The top corner just painted it so perfectly uh, with his back back to back to the net. Obviously, there was a little bit of iffiness about this clock starting and stopping. Um, that was that was a little bit uh, to be determined because he got it off with two seconds left on the shot clock and the shot clock didn't start until like three seconds in. So a little bit. If you're of gonna let that start, be that big of a, a factor, then you didn't deserve else. to be in that. Exactly, situation. exactly. So and 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 look, Tom Schreiber is an all world all world player, and and the Archers absolutely deserved um, with the effort they showed to win that. That was such yeah. a pretty goal. Such uh, I. I he, it was a subtle fake to where I almost missed it as a lacrosse newbie, but I, I saw it just enough. And then when they showed that Quint Kesnick is very good at the PLL side of things on the sideline and like pointing stuff out, I believe he was a lacrosse goalie. And he said, the guy is looking bottom left corner and he pulls it and throws top right. And you don't expect that. That's not a sequence of moves that you ever see that anybody ever is taught to do. And the archers pulled out all the stops. Is Schreiber was the guy that they were talking about had won everything except a league championship, and now he's a league champion. Um, I want to give a shout out to Deluca because I do think I we were texting him during that point. Ward goes down with the injury that just looked bad. It was on grass. So heel slipped out, and he hyperextended his knee as he was going down into a split. So hopefully he's 
Okay, I haven't seen any update. I don't know the extent to his injury. But DeLuca came in, and he gave up one goal. That was a hard – like we just said, that was the one goal that he gave up, something that was as pretty as the move that was put on him. But he was in a good spot. That was his – these guys are becoming professional athletes. They are professional athletes. He was in the position. He knew, the only job that I have is if Ward goes down, I have to be able to go in, and I can't open the floodgates. And he didn't do that. It took a hell of a play to beat him. So I think DeLuca deserves a shout-out. You obviously said Dobson on the other side. He was the the game MVP. He was the championship MVP. Yeah, he was. Look, Dobson arguably could have been goalie of the year if, if it wasn't for a guy named Blaze Reardon. And, and Blaze Reardon obviously is, is a world-class player. Uh, but Dobson had arguably one of the best year, years of a, of a very young goalie's career. The guy was not started at the beginning of the year. He stepped right in and, and, be, and took over the role and just never looked back. And, and look, he, he played an absolutely excellent game um, top to bottom. Like you said, DeLuca coming in was big. Um, and, and him only being the one goal in, obviously it's the one goal you don't want to see, but it, it, he did play up to the standard of what Lord was playing like. Um, but like I said, it was, it was two of the best teams in the league and they, they fought their asses off. It was, like I said, if you're a lacrosse fan in general, you can't, you can't help but to be happy about um, what you saw on the field and what, it, what it's going to look like going forward. Uh, next time that we're going to see PLL action, when do you know when the champ series takes place? You got to be out the there. Date. I don't know the date, date uh, but it'll be either end of January or beginning of February. Because okay. I, I, the only reason why I know that was because of what the timeline was, was this year. I don't like I said, don't call me on this. I don't know exact dates, but I think that's roughly the timeline. When we're able to get an update, we are going to be talking about that. We'll cover it. We're going to be back covering the PLL. And we're going to see where Nico gets a job because that is part of the deal. Wherever the host cities are chosen, um, he will move with the water dog. Or, damn, no, I am. Dog. I know he will move with the Redwoods. He will move with the Redwoods. He will. We're going to have to start implementing a push-up penalty. Maybe I'll get stronger. Maybe that'll help me because um, I'm not getting smarter. College football. Did you watch some college football on Saturday? Now that you have your weekends free and you don't have to be doing, I was at I was at a wedding Friday, so not yeah. entirely um, because I was traveling Saturday. But uh, yeah, you were I, a respectful wedding guest. Didn't have the I, game I, on your phone. I, yeah. Could be me. If you invite me to a wedding in the fall, you bet you best believe I'm bringing my mini iPad. I, I know I was on a flight during the whole Notre Dame Ohio State game, so that yeah. that was the only unfortunate thing. The wedding on Friday, so I did get to see the CU game. I wish I didn't, but I did. Um, but besides that, um, all I saw was uh, the only thing I basically needed to see was poor Lou Holtz, 85 year old Lou Holtz, getting chewed out by Ryan Day because it was Pat Mack. So show. so weird because that's not. Ryan Day's not that kind of – like, you expect that from Ed Ogeron. You expect that from Kirby Smart. You expect that from Lane Nick Kiffin. Saban where you – yeah, Lane Kiffin, where you take something that the senile said. That's like somebody being mad at poor Lee Corso. They just drop Lee Corso off every weekend at college game day, be like, go sit at the desk. He's like, who are you? Where's my breakfast? Like, Lee, you ate already. Let's just go sit down, put on his mask. Do you, do you do you think he knows that there was two Lou Holtz Lou Holtz talking to each other and that he and 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 because the segment was from the Pat Backer show and, and one of the guys on the show does a Lou Holtz impersonation, a pretty pretty good one too, and, and he dressed up as him and sat across from Lou Holtz. I mean, I don't think he realizes that Lou Holtz is talking to it. Lou Holtz. Yeah. He was talking to himself basically, hyping up Notre Dame football. That's all you need to know about the whole conversation basically. And look, it was it, like. I, I just couldn't help but laugh because I saw it and I was like, 
oh my god what the fuck like like straight look he 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 is all the right to be fired up. What what a yeah. game and what a win that was! But man, was it funny to see to see that? that I was dying laughing. Weird. I was like, eighty-five year old, I eighty-five year old Lou Holtz is sitting on his back porch watching this game. At the end of the game, be like, it's the truth. It was past his bedtime. He had eaten his early early bird special. He was asleep. He woke up and then somebody told him, "Hey, Ryan Day." said some things about you and he's like ryan who like the coach in ohio state yeah ohio's a state i know that what are you what are you talking about lou holtz has no idea what's going on and if if you're not that guy why do you why do you why pretend i think i know why he's pretending because just like how dan lanning was pretending which is the other game that we're going to talk about before we talk about rankings but coach prime i think said it and i think he's correct it's not necessarily that people hate cu and I don't hate the kids that Coach Prime has brought in on the team. But they understand now that when you play Coach Prime, you get eyeballs. Because guess what? CU pulled another 9 million viewers. Watching them get beat 42 to 6, they pulled another 9 million viewers. People are watching, paying attention. I will give Dan Lanning his credit. He said after the game, I knew exactly what we were doing. I give Dion, I thank Dion for the platform. Because now everybody knows Oregon's legit. Yeah, absolutely. Oregon yeah. is because they did whatever they wanted and they played their brand of football. They did not acquiesce. They did not pull back. They did not call off the dogs. You I they and call I think off the dogs they called off the dogs more than another team that played a Denver Denver Colorado team is all that, that is true, but I think it's but, stupid that that people are are saying like people like Skip Bayless saying that this was malicious. He wanted to go after Dion. No, he's trying to prove to everybody you best pay attention to the Oregon Ducks this year. Bo Nix, in his 18th year of college football, has it figured out. He looks damn good at quarterback. And, and look, look, Oregon hasn't been relevant since Marcus Mariota was, was a quarterback. Let's be honest with each other. Justin Herbert did nothing there as a quarterback. Did nothing. That team, that, the Oregon Ducks in general have not been a title picture team since since uh, uh, Mariota was at QB, and that's that's facts. And look, this they could have now, scored on every offensive they, play. They easily could have. And, and look, that that is not a shade to. to it kind of is a shade to see you and where they're at, but it is more of a kudos to where Oregon is at. It is a much more developed program, much more a team that is much more built from the top to bottom. And look, for the longest time, if you were a high-level recruit, you were dying, dying of hopes that you got a letter from Oregon. Because that means you got to go up to see those facilities, get all that Nike gear, where, where, see all that cool swag you get. Like, like that is – look, when you talk about top-tier college football programs of the 20th century, 21st century, whatever the hell we're in, it, it, Oregon Ducks have to be put in the conversation because of, of, of the swag and the drip. They are what we call the, the Miami Hurricanes of this generation. Obviously not the national championships of sorts, but they have the drip, they have the swag, they have everything. That's because good old uh, – uh, Nike owner, the, the person who, who created Nike owns went to Oregon. Phil Knight. Phil, Phil Knight. Knight. Phil Knight is ba- basically runs Oregon. So, and look, Oregon has everything in a box of cookies. CU does not have everything. They have players. They have players. There's zero denying that. Yeah. Those players, those players are not the level. Are not across the board. Are not the level of Oregon. And look, the yeah. Shador Sanders of the world. Obviously, you would have loved to see Travis Hunter out there. But Travis Hunter would that would have made that game thirty to ten, not 40, 40 to seven, or whatever the hell it was. They so still would have been. They still, still probably would have gotten covered against. And and Oregon had a point to prove. But here, 
here are some good things that other teams besides Oregon can take out of this. Uh, well, it, it, Oregon will have another thing, but CU needed this because CU needed to be shown. I think some of these kids started to believe Coach Prime's story a little bit more than he did, which is an issue. You got to be realistic. You can have the coach out there saying that he's confident, he's cocky. Don't let my arrogance affect your insecurity. You still got to be realistic with yourself. This offensive and defensive line sucks balls. All the balls. They can't get a pass rush. They can't get a run stop. They cannot run block. They cannot pass block. Those are the four things you have to do as a lineman. I know exactly where Dion's going in the transfer portal. He's pulling in every single five-star lineman recruit that he can. So it'll be fixed by next year. But we all saw this coming. We all knew this was going to happen. The only issue now, the only reason why it's fun to to crap all over Colorado is because we had the three weeks of, wow, nobody expected them to be undefeated. They are so brash. They're so, they just draw attention. So people hate them because they draw attention, but people are also going to use that attention. You can't tell me, you know who needs a makeover after this weekend is USC because USC went to Tempe and temp, Arizona State almost ruined that party. I I think Oregon, if Oregon see it and USC play in the Pac-12 championship right now, Oregon beats them by 30. And it's not even that close. We'll, we'll, because see. Of, we'll, we'll see what this USC team is made of, absolutely. And then, look, when they play CU next week, we'll see. We'll compare the two, obviously. And, look, if 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 USC wants to play with their food and play play the Arizona States of the world and, and not give them a good fight, fought battle, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. Dan Lanning has done a hell of a job with that Oregon group, getting them ready every single week. And like I said, look, this is not discounting CU what they've done the first three weeks. Like, let's Let's not get this twisted, everybody. Not once on this show did Jimmy or I, especially myself, not once did either of us say this team is a national championship contender. Let's let's not get this. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Eight okay? four is is damn good. We, Full we, eligible right now is the standard. One in eleven, Jimmy. Let's not exactly. forget one exactly. in eleven. Like like like. Look, you look, and I are on the same page. I don't know. I I had but, to go at the VSN page. I had what, to go what, at the VSN page on Twitter because it's just fun to crap on on Dion right now. What, what, would I like this team to be competitive? Have been competitive against Oregon? Absolutely. Okay. Like I would have loved for them to be competitive, but I knew realistically that they weren't going to win that football game. I just wanted it to be twenty-one. I didn't. I didn't need it to be thirty. I just want to love the cover, okay? I just want to love the little bit of the cover to help myself here, okay? But 80% man, of America's money was on CU in that game. I, look, I, look, people, look, look, there, there is. There is a misconception of, of, of Colorado sports, and let's just put that out there, okay? People misconceive the abs. For fuck's sake, the, the ESPN came out with it. We don't have to talk about this, but the ESPN came out with top 10 teams three years from now, and the abs weren't even in it. Interesting. Um, and, and then you look at the Nuggets, obviously a team that was doubted their whole, 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 whole entire existence until this year. The Broncos don't even need to talk about it uh, um, um, because th- they're they're irrelevant at this point. Thank you, Jimmy. Um, Colorado sports is just so, – we just we're, like I said, we're just this damn little old cow town of Rocky Mountains that gets flown over basically. That's all people think about Denver, Colorado, Boulder, Colorado in general. See, what Dion is doing is – Great for great for college football and great for Colorado Buffaloes. It cannot be understated how much how many eyes are on college football right now because of him. 
Say what you want about what the program is right now and how stupid how stupid it is that 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 you see Dion on your on your Instagram or Twitter page from ESPN every other day. It brings eyes to the sport. You can't and, look look people were sick and tired of seeing fucking Bama, seeing Ohio State every fucking week. Yeah, those teams are good for 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 the long run because they're good teams in general every single year. But my God, I'm tuning in to watch the Colorado Buffaloes, Jimmy. Like, 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 like people got sick and tired of watching Bama play the Sisters of the Poor, watching Clemson beat fucking fucking the the the, 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 the blind men of, of South Carolina. No offense, but I'm not wrong here. People got sick of it. It is a fresh little understanding of the game of football that we love and the college football game that we love. Like we said, this team's goal is is a is a good bowl game is a very good bowl game is to get yourself into a conversation where you're fighting for a Pac-12 championship fighting then, for it you may not and win then we get to keep receipts exactly. I hope I hope that people continue to try and and say this isn't going to work and that this isn't just wait just wait because now he's not selling fantasies he's proven it it can happen here he gets the right players in Boulder I I guarantee you Next year looks 110. I guarantee. Look, 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 Dion sticks around for two or three more years. I'll guarantee right now on the show that they'll be in the in the in the playoff next year when it gets to 12. I'll say it. I'll I'll, I'll go on record and, and be the one to say it. I think, I think they'd get I in if it was get... just six two. I I will say that. I think next year it's gonna be. We we don't know how much better they're going going to look after this season. That's the crazy thing. They still had to figure out what worked and didn't work in Travis, Boulder. Travis Hunter's coming back. For another year, more than likely, Shador Sanders. They has, Shador has and Shiloh both said here. Has, Travis Shador and Shiloh, all three said two more. And, and they all and, and look, Dion. Dion is a man that preaches uh, getting schooling done and getting things done the right way. He's doing this so, the right way. That's that's another thing. I'm not to cut you off, but I, no. the people who who slandered Dion's name, I wish I challenge you. If you're somebody who wants to talk about the way Dion Sanders handles his business, just look at the other side of things. Don't look at the flashy persona in front of the camera. Look at the message that he gives his players. Look at the standard that he holds his players to in the classroom and, and the, in the graduation. In, in, it, in, in, in the neighborhood, in, in the locker room, in the TV. He says himself, like, not everyone is making it. Even at a high-level program like what he wants to build, like the top 2% of high-level kids actually go on and make an NFL career. So you best get your degree. That is first and foremost. And he's got guys that are, if without him, are in terrible situations. I guarantee you Jimmy Horn Jr. may be in prison or dead if Deion Sanders doesn't, doesn't have him on a football scholarship not, because I'm guess not, what? His dad's already in prison. Like I said, I'm not going to go that far, but like I said, it, it does it does show the, the, the level of, of what he's what the character he's bringing to, to each each individual on that team. And like I said, the likes of Jimmy Horn, Dylan Edwards, and company, you hear the Travis Hunter stories, you hear the Shador Sanders stories of, oh, they're transferred, they're given everything they want. There's a lot of guys on this team that, that fought their way and had, had to earn what, earn what they were given. And, and look, Dion absolutely is, is doing things the right way and doing things in a way that, like I said, it brings more eyes to the college football world. If it wasn't for the biggest pop star on earth, it would have been the most watched football game um, uh, this this past weekend. Is all I'm going to say. Okay, so like I said, it's it's great for the sport. It's great for it's great for in general. And like I said, no one except the fucking media outlets think that this team was going to win a national championship. 
I didn't think so. Jimmy didn't think so. I I thought that there was a chance at a Pac-12 championship, and that was pushing daisies, okay? But there is a chance, a very, very good chance of getting a very, very good bowl game where you're not playing the fucking Outback Bowl where you're sit, grilling steaks on the side, okay? There's a chance at, some good, at a very, very good bowl game, and that's where Dion and CU is at right now. They're not in the national championship picture, and no one, especially not on this show, thought so. And everyone that was a right mind didn't think so either. You're just finding ways to out people doing doing cool things. Let's go ahead. I have it on the screen. We're going to look at the top 25 rankings because they were pretty strict, pretty damn strict, if, if I'm going to say so myself. Uh, we're about a month into the season. We basically have an idea. Uh, here's the gre- greatest thing about this college football season is that nobody has proven themselves to be untouchable. No. Georgia has looked human at times. Um, so everybody yeah, has looked Alabama's human. already so lost. Ohio State barely got, got through Notre Dame. Michigan has looked hot and cold. We I have mean, Texas currently, almost lost. Like, like Texas almost lost. USC almost lost. There is the top 10 schools right now, they're all undefeated. It's, I, I mean, I'll go in descending order. So 10 is Utah, 9 Oregon, 8 USC. Oh, they only jumped up one spot. That is very, very interesting. Well, because USC but, dropped three. Washington jumped up one with their dominant performance. Penn State, Florida State, uh, that's your 10 to 5. So Florida State. Dropped State out barely one, barely, one spot as well. Yeah, they barely got through Clemson, but that's a good win for their resume. That, they hadn't beat Clemson in Death Valley in so long. Like, I don't care if you drop in the rankings. You needed to do that for your yeah, confidence. Yeah. Like, you need Absolutely. to win the ACC. Or worry about winning the ACC before you worry about the playoff. Um, five to one. It goes Ohio State, four. They moved up two spots. Texas stayed where they are. Michigan stays where they are. And Georgia stays where they are. Uh, if you look at the AFCA poll, which is the other one, it has uh, Texas 5, Florida State 4, Ohio State 3, Michigan 2. Michigan finally got Jim Harbaugh back. He's off of his self-imposed suspension, so they look like a, a d- different team. But I, it's crazy because all top 10 of those teams, and then you have Notre Dame still there at, at 11. They're not going to go anywhere, especially with Sam Hartman at quarterback. Bama, if they can write themselves and find somebody who could be competent at the quarterback position, we know how talented they are. Um, you have all of these other undefeated teams just kind of hanging out there. Miami, Duke, Washington State. Washington State looked really good. They beat a top 25 team on the road. Oregon State was top 15, I think, in, in the country. They were able to handle them. The rankings are – it's a shame we don't get the 12-team playoff this year because there would be, would be so many – different think, matchups. Oh, I think this year would be the would have been the perfect year and that's the sad thing about it. And look, say what you want about about college football being diminished because of the NIL deal. This is because of the NIL deal. The, the, the disparity you're seeing, Alabama fucking hasn't been out of the top 10 since probably the, the 2000s, okay? I don't know when it was, but it's been a very, very long time. 2008. So it's been near a, 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 a decade and a half. Like, like That's where we're at right now. Look, and Bama has a very tall hill to climb if they want to get into the get get into the uh cultural playoff they have to, to get into the sec championship to, right SEC now too. championship yeah they have a long a lot very large hill to climb so you can basically write them off from the cultural playoff as i'm saying this they'll probably do it but you just just take my word for it ohio state and michigan will beat each other one of those one win one of them will go to the cultural playoff one more Penn state been, plays both those it, teams too exactly so like 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 probably only one of those three teams get in 
And that means you'll see either Texas, you'll see Florida State, you'll see new blood in the college football playoff. That's all I've been asking for, Jim. It's all you've been asking yeah. for. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. new blood, new new things. And then you cannot tell, sit here and tell me the NIL deal has anything has nothing to do with that. It absolutely helps. Those, like I said, you go to Texas. You, it, like I said, Texas for the longest time was a dying program, and it comes back all of a sudden because you get the number, you get the, you get. The number one quarterback, Quinny, wears to, to transfer to you, and then you get Arch Manning, Peyton Manning's son, to, 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 to commit to you. You can't sit here and tell me that the, both those guys saw, hey, you know what, I could bring Texas back. You know how much money I'm going to get? so much money. Dude, and I, and you I know how much Texas. money I can get and, and yeah. to bring Texas back? Are you kidding me? You mean Matthew McConaughey's on the sidelines? Oh, cool, I'll go there. Yeah, exactly. So All right, it, all right, all right. It is it is bringing everything back in this disparity of – Across college football, and that's all I asked for. And look, Georgia, uh, Georgia, everyone was saying, "Oh, dog walk to another national championship." Not so fast, as Lee Corso says. Is all I'm going to say. And there's, there's going to be, I, I, I think there's going to be a quote unquote TCU of sorts, where that like, holy shit, that team in the national championship, like, like they got, they made a run. Like, it, you know who that is? I'm. You want me to call my shot right now? I'll, I want to hear it. Washington. Michael Penix is a legit Heisman candidate. Michael Penix Jr. now is, if he can stay healthy, that's my caveat. That's how I'll get myself out of it. Michael Penix Jr. plays the entire season for Washington and plays it healthy. They're able to keep themselves where they are and continue to improve the way they've shown. Washington will be that surprise team that you're like, oh, they, they have a legit shot this year. The last time they were in the playoff, they didn't have a shot. They went they're, up against they're, a tall Alabama team. That's not going to happen their, this year. Their biggest problem is that, look, the Pac-12 is very, very good. That's well, the yeah. biggest problem. That's, that's, why, that's problem. why I'm also Four confident. teams in the top ten, Jimmy, and this conference is going to be non-existent next year. That's why I'm also confident, though. That? If they win the conference, they've beaten three other top ten schools. Absolutely. Absolutely. And look, they, they have a long way to go for the end of the season to get there, but Michael Penix is the real deal. And, look, people forget what, what he did at Indiana um, not too long ago when they beat uh, – uh, I forgot who they beat. I think it was Penn Shout State. out, Jeremy. Yeah, when 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 they beat them during that COVID year, like like the Michael Penix is a baller. He's absolutely a baller, and he and look right now, he's probably number two, and probably he is he is number two in the Heisman race. Yeah, Bo Nix is probably walking away with that thing right now, especially if Oregon has another game like that. That's really we'll see, yeah, we'll see. Bo Nix, Michael Penix, and Caleb Williams, all three Pac-12 quarterbacks. In in probably and Sanders is still out there. And oh, that kid from Washington State. Did you watch? Were you able to watch that game? That was late on Saturday. That kid from Washington State's a a baller too. Washington versus Washington State, the Apple Cup this year. Michael Penix versus, uh, I believe his name is Cam Ward. I'm gonna look it up. Real, I'm gonna get that pulled up. That real sounds quick very familiar. I think that I think he played uh, a couple of years somewhere else. I, that sounds very very. Familiar. I want to say he did. Let's see stats. Who's the leading passer? Yes, Cameron Ward. Cameron Ward, who are you? I swear he played somewhere else, or I remember that name playing for a big school. Maybe I'm losing my mind, but like I said, the Pac-12 is, is arguably the most competitive conference in college football this year. Like, like find me up a wall. Who wants to argue with me that, right? The SEC is not what it was. The the ACC sure as hell not what it was. Florida State looks like it's going to run with it, run with that. The Big Twelve obviously, uh, Oklahoma's not what it was, and, and look, Texas looks like it's running away with that possibly. 
the AC, the like I said, the Big Ten. Obviously, that they, that probably has the biggest argument for the best conference in college football. But if if you want to say Big Ten has the best, I'd say Pac-12 right now has the second best. And, and like I said, both conferences right now are putting on. It's it's crazy to think that it's the last year that we'll get those um, Cameron Ward versus Michael Penix. That's going to be a matchup to watch later on in the season. That's a look at the rankings for the the first four weeks of the season. By the way, conspicuous in their absence. Apparently, if you lose one game and maybe you don't play as well as you you might have hoped to, you drop all the way out of the top 25, even though you were 18th going into the game, you uh, get totally dropped out. But that's okay. I'm just going to remember it for next year. Well, like I said, they're going to make a game out of the USC game. I can almost guarantee you they're going to make a game out of it. They have to. Back in the top 25. I actually, I don't know if they'll be able to, but I hope. I really hope. They can because Arizona State is not as talented as CU. The, the running game, the, if they got to figure out a damn running game. That, I love Dylan Edwards. He's he's great he in the pass kidding. game, but you got to be able to – you got to get him going in the run game because that's what Arizona State did. I was listening to that game. I listened to the entire thing, watched a little bit of it. They could not stop the run game, and that's what opened up everything else to start going well for them, and, and that's why they gave USC as much trouble as they did. So if, if Coach Prime can figure that out, that's what you're working on the next two weeks. Figure out a running game against USC. Um, we're getting in. Let's get into the pick Let's give an update as to the score. You don't want to talk about a shit show that, that, that happened to my team and your team actually getting a big win. Well, First. I was going to say, I have to mention again, you have to, you got a perfect week, five and O record, which makes you 13 and six on the year. You picked up another two games on me. I was three and two. I lost the Broncos. I lost the Raiders as an AFC West boy. That sucks. The AFC no. West totally let me down. Um, I, I only have one team that I can confidently pick in that division still, no. even though I don't really pick them confidently, except, and, and their uh, biggest except now that I see daylight. Hold on. I got to do this because it's every sports show. I see daylight. I had a cruel summer expecting something to change. Um, I, it was 1989 when Travis Kelsey was born. The Chiefs wear red. Uh I just need to shake it off because guess what? The Bengals did get, did get a win. I'm, I'm done. That's as much yeah. as I can go. Raleigh will get a kick out of that. I, I'm glad that. Did you I write that down? Did you write that down? Or did you remember? No, that, that was off the dome. Like, off the dome. I listened to it too much. We drove four breaking, hours. Breaking see. news, ladies and gentlemen. Jimmy is a Swifty. Breaking news. <laughs> uh, don't look. I wouldn't put. I wouldn't lump myself in with that group, and I don't think they would accept me. So let's not put that on the internet because I don't need to get canceled. The, the Swifties are. A terrorizer. And, and while we're talking about that for a second, before we get to the pick and before we talk about the shit show that is the Broncos, I want to put it out there that the poll that I put out there, I think I have a fair, a fair fight. What Look, poll? So I put a poll out there. What is worse, losing 70 to 20 or losing 41 to 10 where you had – give me a touchdown. Basically, it was 41 to 3 and Taylor Swift is against you. What is worse? Losing 41 to 3 basically or losing losing 41 to 3 and Taylor Swift's against you or losing 70 to 20, Jimmy. I think I have an argument here, okay? It's pretty bad. <laughs> Do I have an it argument? Was, I think I have an was, argument. Both of them were terrible and they get to play. That's a weird thing. They both had that happen to them, the Bears and Broncos, and they get to play each other coming off of it. Jimmy, um, Jimmy, Jimmy. Like, like, look, it could be worse. Like, no, like, at least it, at could, least. it really couldn't. That uh, Saturday, Sunday was so bad. We were lit. We were, we were at Red Robin. We were eating an early dinner, like well, late the, lunch, the Robin, and you, and you, it was you, on you the TV. Massacre. 
It was on the TV, and and Dom's girlfriend Savannah goes, "Oh, there's only at least there's only eight minutes left. It should be over soon. They're already up." And then they scored, and then the Broncos had a turnover, and the Dolphins scored. So then she looked up and goes, "Oh, there's only seven. Wait a second, didn't they just have fifty six? They said yes, they did just have fifty six, and they scored both times that they got the ball back. The, the funny so there's thing, seven minutes for them the, to the, score seven more times. The funny thing is, Jimmy, is that. That they didn't throw the ball. <laughs> no, they didn't. They didn't have they to. They ran the ball. They scored. They're, each running back had two touchdowns or two touchdowns. I think it must most I think had they three. had two 200 yard rushers, rushers, two 150 yard receivers, a 300 yard passer. Oh, two oh, looked like the damn MVP. Two jitsu, <laughs> two jitsu tied you in knots. <laughs> Yeah, jujitsu is 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 not even a meme anymore. Okay, jujitsu is and look, I don't I don't know who who thought it was a good idea just to not guard Tyreek Hill in the third it's play Joseph. of the game, just 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 to let him wide open. They're not going to expect it. We're not going to cover. I, They're I, not going to throw it. I don't think I've ever seen a team worse worsely outmatched. That's a terrible use of words. Most more outmatched defensively and schemely than I ever have in, in a game of football, Jimmy. Like, like you gotta realize how difficult it is to score seventy points in the National Football League. It hasn't been done since 1966. I mean, look, it's even worse that they didn't get the record, honestly, because at least you know when you see that record, you're like, oh, I remember that game. No, they didn't even get the record because Mike McDaniel didn't want to fucking do one, a, a fast one on 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 a, on a organization that did him so well for so long. But well, yeah, but at, at some here's. Point, Jimmy, look, look, look. Let me let me get my two cents out because yeah, this is the yeah. worst performance in Broncos history. Okay, and 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 and, I, and anyone denying that doesn't realize what they sat through. Okay, I didn't watch the fucking second half. I was getting score updates from fantasy football, the ESPN fantasy football app. Oh, Tyree Kill in the red zone. Oh, two attack of our in the red zone. Oh, Raheem Moster, another forty yard gain. Oh. Achaney, or whatever the fuck his name hey, is, Jane. scored another touchdown against you in fantasy football. I fucking lost, Jimmy, and I had Tyreek Hill and Tua on my fantasy team, and I lost to my father. You know how fucking terrible that is? It makes it so much worse. I, I Look, it is the worst performance. I look, that, that is a game where if you don't look yourself in the mirror and, and think to yourself, wow, maybe football is not my sport. I don't know what it is. We said... Look, look, I, 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 look, and look, Russell Wilson is not the problem anymore. He's really not. But like, he is respectfully putting, bring, moving the ball. Okay, but like, like, and look, I, I, I rose my hand and said I need Caleb Williams or I need uh, Drake May or I need Shador Sanders, and I'm still on that train because I need something different. Okay, because right now. I, we this franchise didn't go scorch earth enough, okay? It did not go scorch earth enough. It it, it went scorch earth to the coaching staff, and it just but 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 decided you know what? Uh, let, let, let let's 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 think here, Jimmy. Let who got fired from a head coaching job uh, three years ago, four years ago, whenever it was, and we fired him and brought and left him to the streets. Let's bring him back, you know, because the Cardinals defense was a top level defense, you know, top level defense. They were using Isaiah Simmons. So well, they were using you know JJ Watt at the end of his career. So well, they were using all those great defensive pieces on the Arizona Cardinals defense. And let's let's sign us up for that defense who that, that couldn't stop a fucking soul. And, and said, you know, let's bring Vance Joseph, the good old VJ, back. I am sick to my stomach, Jimmy. And, and look, all Broncos country should be because that is the like like I said, if you if you sit here and think to yourself. You know, it couldn't get worse. You you lost pretty bad. You lost a 28-0 lead, 28-3 lead to the Washington Commanders. 
that, that also lost 37-3, to <laughs> worse performance than anyone possible. You gave up a 28-3 lead. Uh, no, it gets worse. You 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 had the the second highest most uh, second highest amount of points ever scored in a National Football League game. You had the second highest amount of yards ever 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 produced in, in a National Football League game ever. I I, I am I'm just blown away what this team does to me every week, Jimmy. I, I'm blown away. It, it is it is like I said. It, I thank God this look the the Broncos died. For the Nuggets to win a championship. I will live on that, okay? The Broncos had to die for an AV championship, a Stanley Cup, and a Denver, Bron- Denver Nuggets uh, world championship. And I will live on that. And you know what? If I had to die, the Broncos had to die for that, then so be it. But, man, I hope they fix it in, in my lifetime, okay? Because I'm at that point where I'm giving all, all hope up. And every Broncos fan should. Because I, I – and, look, you have a defense that has arguably one of the best safeties in the game in, just, in Justin Simmons, right? You have – Injured. You have one of arguably the best corners in the game, Patrick Sutan. You you have a defensive line that had two great cards on it. That that you the, I I I'm I'm surprised as anyone, Jimmy. This team is that bad. This team is that bad. Well, that bad. and thank God the Cardinals won this week because right now we're still in the driver's seat for the number one pick. And like yeah. I said, keep fucking tanking. Keep tanking, baby. Come on. It's we know the culprits now. The culprits are Vance Joseph. George Payton, because you should have. George Payton's seat is fucking. You should. You should at least be able to put something out there with the talent that you have on your team to stop an NFL. Like team scoring fifty points. I get that they should call off the dogs. I think McDaniel tried, but it didn't matter. They had the dogs on. They had the dogs off. They had the dogs on. They had the dogs off. They scored regardless. Um, that was a perfect. Joe Ellis, by the way, that's the last guy that I want to get to. If you don't know Joe Ellis's name, that's because you haven't been in Denver since this whole trust situation. Pat Bolin, unfortunately, his battle with Alzheimer's, his wife's battle with Alzheimer's, they both lost. That battle, the team was put into a trust. The conservator of that trust was one Mr. Joe Ellis, who apparently has more beef than Wendy's does. They have more beef in their burgers than Wendy's, and he was so salty with Mike Shanahan he refused to let John Elway negotiate a deal for him to come back after Kubiak wanted to leave. Refused to interview Kyle Shanahan when he was up for head coaching positions. We all know what he's done now. Went to San Francisco with John Lynch, having a great, great time out there. And refused to hire Mike McDaniel or even give interview, him an interview, interview, interview because of their relationship to the Shanahan. So one grudge, one man's grudge has now lost out on three of your possible best coaching decisions and where you've gone with Nathaniel Hackett, Vic Fangio, and Vance Joseph. Disgusting. Joe Ellis has robbed this team of everything, and he did it in such a behind-the-scenes way that people aren't even yelling at him because they don't even know who the hell he is. Jimmy, I like I said, it's it's just so distasteful. Like, I, like, like it's 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 a disgrace to wear orange and blue around the city. I, I I'll be the first to say it. I I can't walk around. around I saw more jerseys on Sunday for their first preseason, preseason game. game. Exactly. Look, look, we can call us a football town all we want. It's dying. It is dying. And if if something doesn't resuscitate it, football is going to be right there with baseball very very quickly. And look, and look, that is not necessarily a slight to the Broncos, but it is. It is a kudos to what the Broncos or Nuggets and Az have done. But this Bronco, this football town is fucking dying, dying. 
the best, the hottest ticket in football right now in the state is, is, is a three and one football team in Boulder. And, and look, the second hottest ticket is a fucking Fort Collins, Colorado. Okay. A third, probably the third best ticket you can buy is in Greenville Village, Colorado, where a team's going after a fifth state, fifth straight state championship. Okay. That's, that's a hierarchy of Colorado football because this is so piss poor and you are tarnishing the logo. This is like I said, you you are putting on Broncos colors, right? You're putting on orange, but we're fucking mean something. And look, no offense to your Cincinnati Bengals. There's and there's a there's not a hand there's a handful of teams you could say have have the lineage and the Hall of Fame greatness of the Denver Broncos. John Elway, Peyton Manning, Shannon Sharp, Terrell Davis, Champ Bailey. I could go down a full list of of, of all time greats that have touched the field of grass and wore orange and blue. And what this franchise has done to the city and to these fan base is worse than you could ever imagine. And, and that's and look, this is a week three game that you lost 70 to 20. You know how difficult it is to score 70 points in the NFL 1966 that has that happened then. College football, it, 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 this is a college football score. This score that you just saw is the equivalent to a team putting up 100 on a college football, like Alabama putting up 100 points on a team. Plain and simple. Like I said, it is that bad. And, and look, things have to change. Things have to change. If they don't, this team is going to be washed away at football. I, 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 and Jimmy, and look, we are, we are a football podcast. Both of us play football. And look, you didn't play, play hockey or basketball, but you'd be hard-pressed to think that this city is going to turn very quickly if something doesn't change in the next couple of years. Because football is dying when it is at the hands of this ownership group. It is at the hands of this general manager. It's in the hands of this quarterback. And it's in the hands of this head coach because this is disgraceful to the fucking logo. It's it's a tough situation. It was a very embarrassing, <clears throat> not even having really a tie to the team. But I said it on talking the gridiron. It's it's tough. A hundred and thirty points in two days between CU and and the Dolphins game getting scored on teams from Colorado. Um, it was it's unfortunate. It was unfortunate uh, that the Bengals. They got their win. It was cool that they did that. Boomer Sison, Chad Johnson voted into, honored in their ring of fame. I really enjoy that they're doing that now because for the longest time, Mike Brown was like, no, we're not going to honor anybody who played for us. I was like, then you're never going to get anybody to come to you as a free agent. You won't ever get anybody to come back and vouch for you. Be nice to the players and they will do you right. And they've done that. And as ugly as it did look, a couple things I learned from last night. Trey Hendrickson, dog. Sam Hubbard, dog. Logan Wilson, dog. Jermaine Pratt, he's he's there. He's in and out. Pratt had the big play in the playoffs, but you have those three on your defense. Shut down Sean McVay's vaunted motion 110 percent of the time. That offense line for the Rams is also the most hideous thing I've ever seen. Like it is. That is is true. But I've never had. We never had a premier pass rusher that could take advantage of a backup offensive lineman like that. As soon as the backup tackle went in, Trey Hendrickson on the very next play, Lewis Riddick said, I bet you Hendrickson's going to step it up here because he's going up against a backup. Oh, he's sacked. It's like, yeah, there we go. And that's why I need a Hendrickson jersey. He's had my favorite sack celebration the up to – ever since he was in New Orleans, I was like, that's the – you're just the coolest guy that I, I know. You're you're like – you're the man. Um, look, it was a very – it was a win that was much needed is all I'm going to say. And look, the – the biggest, that was the word that came to mind, catharsis. The, the, the two biggest takeaways for me is that T. Higgins is playing himself out of a contract, and B. Joe Burrow will not be healthy all season. 
that I mean, I, you have to that that is a realization that you have and that's to why i think he didn't come out of the game last night because i think he knows that too he's a smart enough guy to understand it's not like one or two weeks is gonna get me better and i don't think this team can win with browning at quarterback nope, not cannot. for an extended Absolutely period cannot. of time not for they're, the amount of time you're going to take for your I'll go and say you aren't making the playoffs with Jake Browning at quarterback. That's plain and simple. Joe yeah, Burrow that's, is, is that's a why Burrow player. is going to fight through this injury, and it's it's probably going to be rough. It's a, you it's, gotta, a, you, it's, it's going to be on Zach Taylor now. But like I said, it's on Zach Taylor. It's, it, and look, I think uh, I think it was it was Aikman. It was Orlovsky who said this so perfectly. It's on the offensive play callers now to to, to put Joe Burrow in a position to to not fuck himself up. Right, you know the injury he has. You know what he's he's going to be capable of every single week. It is the creativity of you now to make sure that he doesn't fuck himself up worse. Why the hell do we not put Jamar Chase in the slot more? We put him in the slot for two plays. He had forty-five receiving yards on those two plays. One be my fantasy game. It it is wild because Jamar Chase is that quick off the off the trip. Like I said, you have to be creative with how you're doing this, right? Joe Mixon is going to have to step up. The offensive line is going to have to be. Joe Mixon got the only touchdown last night. This is true. Like you're going to have to step up in, in ways that, that you're the overcompensate for Joe. Because, mm-hmm. look, Joe Burrow, you're not going to see an uh, MVP season out of Joe Burrow. You're going to get a very, very smart and a very, very talented arm. Plain and simple. That is what you're going to get out of it. You're not going to get mobile, mobility. You're not, going to, you're not going to get Joe Burrow making plays out of the pocket. Plain and simple. So you better write that off. So you better figure out how to get Jamar Chase in space, get, get T. Higgins to be able to – Learn him, teach him how to catch the football. Get Tyler Boyd in and good, good one-on-one coverage, and get the get the likes of Joe Mixon in the running game going because it's going. Like I said, that's that's a Rams team. That's not a playoff team. You, when you face these good football teams, you're gonna have to put up points, and you're gonna have to stop the the, the Taylor Swifts of the world, and you're gonna have to stop the Josh Allen's of the world who put up a lot of points these, the past couple of weeks. So it's it that's where the, my biggest problem is. But like I said, it, you have the talent. It's just going to be on Zach Taylor. It's going to be on not Anna Romo, whoever the hell the offensive coordinator is. Ryan Callahan. Ryan, Ryan Callahan. It's going to be on Ryan those two Callahan. guys. Ryan Callahan. It's going to be on those two guys to get creative and be smart and put Joel in the situations that are going to be successful. Because like I said, the talent, the arm talent's there, and the smart and the will, the will to win of Joel Burrow is there. That'll never leave. But his mobility is where things are going to have to get interesting. Here's what I'm going to – my response, and then we're going to get into our picks for this upcoming week. It's good. It, it is good because if you look at it, this is – they've been getting away with having Burrow make the plays outside of the pocket because that wasn't his game in college. That wasn't his game. That was That's not what he's going to be successful in doing in the NFL. We have to see this offense mature and take that next step to be able to win on the plays that you call. You can't just be relying on the fact that Jamar Chase is an animal – and will get open no matter what. If you give Burrow five seconds, if he can buy five seconds of time, Chase will be open in that amount of time. You cannot rely on that anymore. Rely on your play calling. I I trust Joe Burrow's mind because that's what he got into the league with. Absolutely. That's what he won through 70 touchdowns in a college football season because of his mind. So it's good. It sucks that he's injured, and it would be nice to be a little bit more confident in these picks moving forward, but I am still confident in this team. I definitely feel better than I did last week, but the, I, I think I said it for the I said it for the Chargers. I said it for the Chargers Vikings game. Yeah, you won. You avoided going zero and three, but you're like still in the elimination round of the reality show. You better get a rose this week, otherwise you ain't hanging out on the Bachelor. 
it, it, your time's coming up. So continue to do like continue to mature, make it as ugly as possible as long as you're close so that you can win. That that's my two cents for the Bengals moving forward. Uh, I like I said the defense needed that pick me up game. Like I said, it's a, look winning football games. Winning cures everything. That's just plain and simple. It doesn't matter what sport it is. Like you said, that that those sorrows. It's a lot better. That plane ride's a lot better. Home. That bed feels a lot nicer. That 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 the hurt leg all of a sudden feels a lot better the next day. Winning cures everything. So like mm-hmm. I said, getting that win under your belt was very very important because you did not want to get yourself into a hole that bad. So I'm very very happy for you to be able to do that. All right, let's get into our picks for this week. So Nico's record thirteen and six. I'm sitting at a cool nine and seven after my three and two last week. We have six games on the schedule because we have the international series. So over the next few weeks, we are going to do the international. The Toy games. Story game, by the way. The, I am interested. I'm I very interested. I that on. That, that You're going to have to be up before ten o'clock in the morning. It starts at seven thirty. That's going to be the problem. <laughs> that's going to be the biggest problem. You have YouTube TV. It should be able to record. Yeah. I think. Um, but we are going to do those games the, this week. It'll be in London. We're starting off Thursday night football. Second time that the Lions are on Thursday night because they were the opening night game. Favored by one and a half going to Lambeau Field to take on the Packers, who held on to beat the Saints. Um, this is your statement game that you're looking for if you're a Lions believer. If you are a person like the two of us have been that say the Lions have a chance to win this division, this should be a game going into Lambeau Field. You need to take care of business. Jared Goff looked better last week. You have to rely now on um, – now I can't remember – it's not Bijan, right? It's Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs. 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 You got to rely on him because Montgomery's hurt and he's not going to be be there to back you up. You got to rely on Amon Ross St. Brown. You know, continue to play the Lions brand of football that we've gotten used to and win because this Packers team is – how weird to say that? Yeah, <laughs> the Lions brand of football that we're used to that 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 felt dirty coming out of your mouth. Over under is forty six. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the under. Look, I, last I, week neither team could score. The Packers, for whatever reason, have this mind game on every single team with their division, Jimmy. Every single team. People just keep team. looking over to see Aaron Rodgers. It's like a, a heel <laughs> turn in WWE where you're just waiting for the music to hit. You're like. Like, fuck, where is it? Come on, where's the glass shattering? Like, it, it, the it's Batman's all, coming to get me. It, it, it's and look, the Packers, Packers lost their last game of the year last year to miss the playoffs. Let's not forget to the Detroit Lions. Let's not mm-hmm. forget about that. Like, that that's got to have a sore taste in their mouth. And look, Packers barely, barely beat the beat, beat the Saints, but it is a win. Plain and simple. Obviously, Derek Carr going out hurt them, but barely being the Saints. You obviously still handled the little brother that is the Chicago Bears. Um, I forgot what their other game this year was, but like I said, I I it is a it is a who's a who who's ready to take that next step and who's not ready to take that next step, plain and simple. And and look, and I think the Lions I'll say it. I think the Lions are ready for it. I plan to I think that defense, what Aiden Hutchinson just mm-hmm. tore apart the, the, the Falcons offensive line. My God, Desmond Ritter had no time last week at all. Um, like I, I, I'm going. I'm, I'm riding the Lions. I, I, I it's weird saying that the Lions are going to win back-to-back games in Lambeau Field. I think it's the first time in a very long time that'll be the case. Um, but I, I'm going to pick the Lions. I don't believe in Jordan Love yet. Um, but the Packers always do find ways to win. But I'm riding the Lions. I was also writing the Lions down as you were saying your pick. I think it's it's their time, and I don't I I haven't bought into Jordan Love. I still don't buy into Jordan Love. This could be a game where he takes a step into buying my my trust, but I haven't bought in fully yet. 
Speaking of Desmond Ritter, we see him in the International Series game. The Falcons and Jaguars, it's technically a home game for the Jaguars because Khan is trying to move them out there. Uh, they have back-to-back games in London, so they play this weekend, next week. They are favored by three points. The over-under is 43-and-a-half. The Falcons looked god-awful last year. Jimmy, I, I Desmond Ritter's my fantasy quarterback, and he goes, awful. well, thank you for – for bringing that back up for a cool 4.85 points at quarterback for me. The Jaguars may have looked worse. That's the thing. The they Jaguars did. May they have, but then again, they, for whatever reason, cannot beat the Houston Texans. They're one in 10, their last 11 meetings. Trevor Lawrence chokes. <laughs> yeah. All the time. For whatever reason, they're oh, look. I, I'm picking the Jaguars. I'm not an idiot here. I do think Bijan and and that Atlanta Falcons offense is getting there. But doesn't render is not the answer. He's not, he's not going to be the answer. That's a team that look, if if come this off season, it, and look, I'll be careful with my words here because we have a show that on the Variety Sports Network that Shout is out a John. Falcon show. Out of your fucking mind. If if the Falcons can can get a get a first round pick in the middle in the middle middle of the road, they can get a good offensive lineman, right? Get a good offensive lineman at left tackle. Go try and trade for Kirk Cousins, or go try and trade for the likes of uh, uh, of maybe Russell Wilson if the Broncos tank so bad. Go see what the market is out there, because look, this team is this team is too talented across the board offensively to sit through Desmond Ritter for another year. And look, they're not bad enough to get in the Drake May, Caleb Williams sweepstakes. Plain and simple. So they have they're gonna have to do they have to that big question in the offseason, in my opinion. Because they're too talented offensively, they're just gonna have to get there defensively, in my opinion. And you get a good quarterback, solid quarterback, they're a team that can win that division very easily. Because look, a division that now the best quarterback in the division is Baker Mayfield with their car injured. I come is on it, now. Is he? Because they got pounded last week. Baker, uh, Baker was Atlanta. not the problem. I'll tell you that. Baker was not the problem. He's better than Desmond Ritter. I would say he's Probably better than Jameis Winston, and then I uh, who's the last team? Pro- he's better than Sam Darnold slash Bryce Young right now. Not Sam. Sam Darnold's not there anymore. Not Darnold Sam Darnold. Uh, uh, your, your boy, your boy, Andy Dalton, the other redhead. Yeah, yeah Andy Dalton. Okay. I'm going with Atlanta because it's in it's in London, so we're gonna get a Kyle Pitts touchdown. Drake London's gonna get a touchdown. Uh, they're gonna win. Falcons, and I need Desmond Ritter to have a decent game for me because that was the league I had Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. I picked up Desmond Ritter as like my emergency one week. Aaron Rodgers has a bye quarterback, not my full time <laughs> starter. Nobody on the bench because oh, there boy, isn't another you. quarterback for the the waiver wire at the moment. Oh boy, did you run yourself into the dirt? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I I just should never draft premier quarterbacks because the year I was the general manager for my dad's team, we drafted Tom Brady in 08. Uh, Matt Castle. I'm so yeah. sorry, Jimmy. I'm so sorry. Tom Brady in 08, first play of the season. Oh, no, really? First overall pick. Uh, Broncos, Bears. Broncos are favored by three and a half coming off of an epic loss. The Bears, we mentioned it. Um, the only good thing the Bears have going well. The only good thing the Bears have going for them right now is that no one talked about their fucking ass kicking that they had. All they care about is what Taylor Swift did, okay? That's plain and simple. That's the only thing they got going for them. Because let's be honest with ourselves, 41 to 3 with the last second touchdown is not much better than 70 to 20, okay? That's a big ass whooping. The Chiefs just gave up, okay? Well, sooner than the Dolphins did, okay? Because that was the Bears are an absolute travesty, a team that I thought was possibly going to be second in the division. Like they, they're they're that bad. Okay, they are that bad. And Justin Fields, okay. like I said, Justin Fields has no confidence. But 
like I said, Jimmy, I'm not going. That's what I said last week. Like, I'm, I'm, yeah. the Bears. I'm okay. not. I, 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 you, I, what did I say last week, Jimmy? Run it out. Pick against the Broncos unless they're picking, playing against a division rival. And I probably will still pick the Chiefs to beat them. So give me the, the Bears. I don't, like I said, I'm, 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 I want the worst to happen, Jimmy. Like, that's what you have to realize. All Broncos fans, I want it so bad that the Bears kick our ass. If that happens, Jimmy, if the Bears put up 30 points, Vance Joseph should not be allowed on the plane. How he was allowed on the plane last week, I don't know. But if you let up 30 points to this shitty-ass Bears team, then that should be the nail in the coffin, in my opinion. So I'm hoping for the worst, so go Bears. Wow, that that, that came out – that just sounded dirty. Just sounded dirty coming out of my mouth. Are you ready for my my take two? I'm going to speak now. The Broncos need to be fearless because you've already gotten your asses kicked. Um, I don't care about your reputation. Justin Fields, you suck. I As bad as the Broncos looked, you have to assume that a coach like Sean Payton is going to get some kind of back bounce-back performance. And if I can get a game back on you in the pick'em with your Broncos, lose or not losing, and and – Getting one over on anybody, it's going to be the Bears. So I'm oh, picking oh, Denver. Oh, oh, I will stick with Denver. I'm taking look, the I'm taking the Broncos. If it was any other team, I would have picked them to beat the Bears, but I'm not. Like I said, I, I I'm a man of my word. Okay, I am a man of my word, and and I will. And like my word is that the Broncos, I'm picking against them every single week. It is also fun for me if you win the pick them because you have so many points ahead of me because I continually pick the Broncos and you continually picked against them. I know you'd still win, but you'd have to be like. Oh, I faded the Broncos. And if, I I the, Jimmy, if, I, if I fade the Broncos every week, I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm gonna win more than I will lose more. Plain and simple. That's 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 the that's the motto because this team is not gonna go above 500. Okay, just think about that when you're doing the pickup. Me fading the Broncos every week is giving me an advantage already. Okay. <laughs> well, I can do it for the. I can pick the division rivals and still fade you, so that it works out for me in in, in return. Bengals at Titans. Bengals are favored by two and a half. Titans did not – they bounced back the week before, looked like crap again, but the Bengals did, still haven't put it all together. I'm, I'm interested to see if they're able to figure themselves out a little bit more. That being said, I am not going against the Bengals. I picked them every week so far. I will continue to do so. They didn't completely lose my trust on Monday night. The one less day of rest kind of scares me. Rabel is always a very, very tough opponent, but the last few times we've played the Titans, we've had some success. So it seems like we play well. We play well in Nashville. Um, and they've lost a lot of pieces over there. So it's not the same team that they were a couple seasons ago when they were the number one seed. It's not the same team when they went to the AFC Championship. I still think that the Bengals, I have faith in them. Over-under for this game is 41. The way the Bengals games have been trending on this season, I would say the under is probably a safe bet. But then again, I say that it's probably going to hit 80 points by halftime. So what are you seeing in this one? The Titans put up three points against the Browns. My God, 27-3. I didn't, look, I didn't even know who they played until I looked it up while you were talking. The Bengals also only put up three points against the Browns. What are you saying? Uh, that's that's also true. So maybe it's going to be a 6-9 to nine, uh, football game. And we'll, we'll see uh-huh. 69. Deshaun uh, Watson. Yeah, yeah, pause on that. I, I'm going to go uh, I'm gonna go to the Bengals here. I, the Titans – Titans don't know don't know what they're doing. They really don't. I got they're they're a they're in the they're in the midst of a uh, you know maybe we could win the division, but are we tanking? Should we start with Levis? Should we start 
Malik Willis? Or is Ryan Tannehill still the guy? Oh, let's just give the ball to Derrick Henry 40 times a game because that will make the game close. I have him on my fantasy team, so I'm okay with that. That's just all they're going to do until the wheels fall off of Derrick Henry. And for whatever reason, it still hasn't yet. I'm going to go to the Bengals. I think they figured it out. Um, I will say the the um, the uh, the bad offensive line the Titans have does set the Bengals' defense up a lot better again this week. So I think that will be another X factor is Ryan Tannehill not being able to get the ball off. Got two more games left, Sunday night football. They wish they could flex this one out because it was supposed to be Aaron Rodgers versus Mahomes on Sunday night. Instead, it's going to be Mahomes, Taylor Jimmy, Swift, Jimmy, no, Jimmy. Travis Kelsey. That's what, that's what I'm I, I don't think they're mad anymore. Like, like I said, they, they were scratching their heads. Oh, fuck. No no Aaron Rodgers. But now there's a good chance Taylor Swift's in the building again. I'll tell you right now, Harry Underwood and NBC are making all the calls in the world to make sure she's on the fucking sideline. Because the amount of viewership, the amount of stupid shit Travis Kelsey has brought to the league, they're looking at Travis like, holy cow. This is this is a this is this is a job. This is a uh, uh, audience we, we didn't know we had access to. Like Travis Kelsey, five point one million dollars in in jersey sales in over the last five days. Oh my god. Eight million viewers, or uh, uh, eight million more viewers than the next highest game on on that two o'clock slate. Oh a million God. more boyfriends who were told that Travis Kelsey's our favorite player now. Jimmy, Jimmy Sunday night football maybe the watch Sunday night's game may be the most watched Sunday night football of all time. I I I I I'm going to go on record and say that because all you need to do is put Taylor next to Kerry. And, and you have you have both 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 ends of the spectrum. You have all the men out there that wishes they, they were Car- uh, they were Mike Fisher, Carrie Underwood's husband, and then you have all the fangirls out there wishing they were, uh, um, wishing wishing that they were Taylor Swift and and that their boyfriend didn't break their heart in third grade. And then you have the the diehard football fans that fucking whatever reason watch the Jets every week. Okay, so that you're you're hitting so many different different avenues, just all hitting you in the face. Pause on that. But so many different things hitting you in the face, and the Chiefs will beat them to fucking shreds. I and mean, it's not even going to be close. But I, I, I I'm going to pick the Chiefs. But my God, it'll be the highest view, viewed ass kicking. Of all time, because look, let's be honest. The Broncos' ass kicking was not very highly viewed because <laughs> people turned off very quickly. It will be the most highly viewed uh, um, ass kicking of all time, and I will go on record in saying that. Look, I- I'm serious. This will outperform some playoff games, Jimmy. Like some playoff games this year, and and and, and it is the Taylor Swift effect. And I'm look, like I said I'm drinking the Taylor Swift Kool Aid, okay? So as you will, I don't think the her and Travis Kelsey are, are long term, but you know what? This is a fun little ride. All I'm gonna say is she has a European tour, tour coming up in a month, so let's let gotta get the most out of it, what you can, ladies and gentlemen, before she leaves to Europe. I'm also going with the Chiefs. I think that uh, it's just without Aaron Rodgers, this is not going to be a game. Hey, is it so funny how how all those Jets fans are now complaining about coaching, man? Oh man, that sucks. When when Aaron Rodgers isn't all of a sudden your Lord and Savior, it's crazy. What all the he- people coming after Daniel Hackett being saying Zach Wilson is scared and blah 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 blah. Get Brees Hall the ball, and why are they giving the ball to fucking Michael Carter instead? Oh. Oh, it's like it's like deja vu, Jimmy. It's like I was saying the same exact thing. Get Javante Williams the ball. Oh, what? Why we can't get the play call in time? Oh no! Oh, it's it's time is a flat circle, Jimmy. Oh man, 
crazy, Jets fans. It's crazy, right? Lord and Savior Aaron Rodgers isn't there to help you tuck you in on that anymore. The Hackett's there, and he's reading you midnight scaries, okay? So welcome to your fucking nightmare. I, 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 you obviously have some feelings, so I'm, I'm just going to let that sit out there. We're both on the Chiefs for that game. Monday Night Football, Seahawks at Giants. Giants are favored by one and a half. I like what Seattle's done after week one. I think I'm going with them. I've already jumped off my Giants Super Bowl or NFC Championship pick because I was fucking ridiculous, and uh, I'm punishing myself. So even if the Giants win this one and I end up losing, I'm going with the Seahawks because they absolutely made me sound like an idiot, and I don't like that. I don't like looking like an idiot. I'm picking the Seahawks. I think we're both going to look like idiots. Watch. It's the one Giants game that they, they get back at us. 45 points. Daniel Jones actually – he gets to look, run the ball look, a little bit. The Seahawks are are very very frisky. Is all I'm gonna say. Very very frisky team. Like I said, they're gonna they're gonna be a team that sneaks in the playoffs. And like I said, it's a division that's with the 49ers. So they're not gonna they're not gonna get home field, but they're gonna be a team that will go on the road and be a very frisky out. Um, and mm-hmm. look, that's a kudos to Geno Smith and Pete Carroll, especially because the defense looks a lot better. And obviously, look, you throw in Jackson Smith and Jigba, arguably the best receiver coming. Coming out of college last year with DK Metcalf on the other side and Lockett, it's great. That's a pretty good offense. Pretty good offense. Kenneth Walker looks all looks very good all of a sudden as well. Rashad Penny's been healthy, but that that play the Lockett for the two point conversion that was the most Lockett play ever. Geno Smith runs all the way to the right side and then just sees Lockett over there, and no DB in the NFL can beat him at that play where you throw it and he just leans in front of you. Seahawks did look good, so I, I have confidence in that pick. Just to recap, I have the Lions, Falcons, Broncos, Bengals, Chiefs, and Seahawks. Nico has the Lions, Jaguars, Bears, Bengals, Chiefs, and Seahawks. So those two middle games, again, are where we're going to see our difference. That's where Nico dominated and I floundered. We'll see what happens. Um, That's going to bring us to the end of the show, episode 153. Hopefully we got you some good information to bring on into your weekend. Uh, if you're making your picks, make sure you let us know. Tag us at Pod on all your social medias, wherever you're watching. If you're watching on YouTube, I'll say it again. Subscribe, 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 like, and subscribe this video. Please comment on it. Leave a five-star rating interview wherever you listen. Check out the Variety Sports Network. Uh, new episode of Top of the Mountain coming Friday with Rev and I. New episode of Sunday Scaries coming Sunday. I'll be back on Talk of the Gridiron. Depending on how things go, we might get Nico back on there. And Rev's going to make an appearance. We have a lot of good things coming up uh, and another weekend of football to get us ourselves through the week. And I know preseason basketball has to be starting soon since preseason hockey just started. So we're going to have plenty of stuff to start talking about. It's going to be a busy time, but hopefully you enjoyed our episode today. Nico, I thought it was a good one. We're at 153, 153 of these down. We're professional. 100, 153, and I haven't sent you the thumbnail yet, but for those listeners, you already know what it is. Yes, I am using Taylor Swift for clout. For clicks, that's fine. Oh, I should put. I'm gonna rewrite the the title. I'm gonna put Taylor Swift in the title. In all our, right, in our, in our era, in, in our eras is all I'm gonna say. We're in our eras. In our eras, that's a good one. Okay, uh, that's been episode 153 of Far Into the Bench podcast. Thank you guys very much for listening. Follow at FEOTV Pod for myself, Jimmy Plato, my co-host Nico Bryant. We will see you guys next week. Peace. If you don't stay down and you never quit. Come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench. Mm-hmm.